Hey there, lovely listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of jo- JoJo Show. I'm your host, JoJo. And today we have a truly extraordinary guest with us. He's a seven-time award-winning author, a finalist for both fantasy series and fantasy book at OZMA Awards, and a mentor to many aspiring writers and avid readers. Ladies and gentlemen, please join with with me in welcoming the incredible A.G. Fletcher to the show. A.G., it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Thank you. So let's dive right in. Your achievements in the world of literature are truly impressive. A seven-time award-winning author and a finalist for the OZMA Awards. That's no small feat. Um, can you share with us a bit about your journey and how you got started in the world of writing? You know, the answer has always kind of stayed the same, but I think starting from when I was grieving my mother's loss uh, when she passed away, um, it became less about a grievance uh, pr- uh, process and more about me understanding myself and others where I learned to accept my pain and my emotions uh, holistically and learning to uh, share it with others and be able to listen to other people's pain because for so long I I was kind of neglecting myself and not really uh being self-accepting and uh, and uh, I guess not trying to be the typical man, where most men have trouble uh, not just not venting their emotions but understanding them and being okay with them. I've I've had so many male friends or coworkers uh, that were so broken and traumatized that they've created vices. And a way of thinking and being that I kind of just stayed away from them. So I leaned to more more towards people who are very open and uh, self-accepting because that's how I am. I learned to love myself at a young age. So that's really what my, where my writing started from is just self-acceptance. Yes. Fantastic insights, AG. Now let's dive a bit deeper into your writing process. Every mm-hmm. author has their unique approach. Can you walk us through your typical writing routine? Do you have any rituals or habits that help you get into that creative zone? Um. Well, I kind of share a similar writing process as Stephen King, where I get this image in my head and it's, it's kind of like, an image that that has questions that I want to answer. So sometimes I'll like stop watching TV and just like do a little writing doodle on my phone or on the computer. And I just let it sit for, for a while. And if I want to get to it, I'll get to it. Because right. it's one of those things where you, you have like this, this final product that's kind of vague and you want to start from that little nugget and just let it blossom. Right, right. That's a fascinating approach. Now, considering your fascination with the complexities of life, how do you go about developing your characters? Are they inspired by real people or do they emerge from your imagination? Normally it's from from uh from reality. Uh I mean, it's kind of like you you take something that's real and you kind of embellish it. So, for example, if you have someone in your life that you're 
temporarily uh, associated with and um, there's a negative connotation towards them, you basically <laughs> turn them into a bit of a monster. So for example, I had this one manager uh, my previous work who was clearly very insecure as a person and felt the need to use theatrics to scare you. But because uh, at that time, I, I became a very self-aware person and I understand that this person is just exercising their insecurities onto me, I kind of just ignored it and went, well, thank you for the material for writing because that's all I needed. Right. Okay. <laughs> um. So shifting gears a bit about your work, your work has been recognized with numerous awards. How do you handle both the the praise and the criticism that comes with being a celebrated author, uh, does it influence your approach to future products? Um, well, I've learned to not necessarily censor myself, but be more uh, balanced in my writing. And if people get offended, fine. I mean, there was this one woman from India who gave my, my first book, uh, Boone and Jack, Salton Secret, uh, give it one star. And I was the only person who ever did that. And I, I read her review, which I was surprised that she published because I paid her to to do the review. Um, she said that the boys were very crude and rude. And I'm like, have you ever met a little boy? They're... <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I just had to laugh about it because some adults that have reviewed my my uh my books have all have have said something similar to that and not in the negative sense just a comment and i was like you do understand that when a child is not supervised they're going to behave however they want right because there's no there's no consequence to an action mm -hmm. so when someone says oh no my boys are very polite it's like yeah in front of you because he knows that if he misbehaves you'll you'll he'll be punished Right, but when right. there's no punishment, there's no there's no filter <laughs> for how their actions are going to be. <laughs> mm. Right. So, uh, peek into. Do you have any a sneak peek into any upcoming uh projects or perhaps some insights into your creative journey? Do you have anything like that coming up? Yeah, I mean, ever since I finished uh, writing the Boone and Jack series, um, I was relieved because Boone and Jack was, uh, uh long journey of trying different things and now i'm ready to do the projects i've always wanted to do so in uh, mid to late february my first standalone novel black rose cocoon will come out which i'm really excited about because it's one of those projects that actually like took a lot out of me emotionally right. because i had never written something like that before it's um it's about a female serial killer, but what I did to reverse the whole crime novel genre is that I focused on human emotion, as in how did this female killer uh, affect society and families? Because a lot of crime novels don't do that. They focus on the thrill of the hunt, and that's so boring to me. I don't want to keep reading the same journey or different variations of it of oh, this person's a creep or they they did this and that. It's like, okay, but you're just saying stuff. And right. there's no there's no value in the emotion. I want the opposite. So 
that's what's coming up next in terms of what's actually being produced. But after that, I'm going to be focusing on a new fantasy series called Zafutra. The title is based on two flowers. The first half of that Zef is based on a flower called Zephianth, which represents uh, rebirth, and Locust Sutra, which is uh, something a flower that represents hell. So Zafutra is this sort of fantastical uh, apocalyptic event that happens at the uh, towards the very end and the idea came from me wanting to do a brother brother sister adventure story but I wanted to add more to it without you know hiding the fun I want to embrace the fun but also create some kind of sophistication and kind of do a gender reversal where um, the birth mother is a very she has this very like Roman king kind of way of of uh, disciplining her children, um, and the father, because he's not as brute brutus as her, uh, he's more talkative. He he uses his words to manipulate his children, where she's more of just upfront and sometimes physical. Right. So it'll take some time for me to develop the idea, but I'm really excited about it because. What I learned from doing Boone and Jack is that what makes a story really ripping mm -hmm. is the reality of the emotion. Because if I do YA, then I'm doing it for the wrong audience. Because I, I can't write for Gen X or Gen right. Z. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand them anymore. I feel like such an old man and I'm only 30. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, if our listeners want to learn more about you and your books, where should they go? If they want to learn more about my books, um, <laughs> you can contact me on my social media, which is the same handle for everything, AG Fletcher. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. Um, but for where you can get my books, you can just go on Amazon for the Kindle and paperback for all copies. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I'll do audiobook, but for now, I'm just trying to make sure that uh, the audience grows, and I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yes, and there you have it, guys. A big thank you to A.G. Fletcher for sharing his incredible journey and insights into the world of storytelling. Don't forget to check out his award-winning uh, works and keep an eye out for his upcoming fantasy series. Uh, before we wrap up, a quick reminder, don't miss out on the exciting events coming up. Visit my website at www.jojospodcastshows.com for future guest speakers, events, and more. And mark your calendars because I'll be a guest speaker at the Voices Heard Summit presented by Energy Magazine, taking place in Long Beach, California from February 23rd to the 25th. Join me and other incredible speakers, including actors like Sean Cannon from Karate Kid and The Bold and the Beautiful. It's an opportunity to immerse yourself in a world of inspiration. Grab your tickets now at www.energymagazine.com. This is an event you don't want to miss. Until next time, keep those creative juices flowing. And remember to question the world around you. Take care and hope to see you at the summit. Thank you.